Welcome, welcome to another edition of Angie and Friends on a Podcast. I'm Angie. I'm Nicole. She's the friend. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's good to be back. We've had some varying schedules, and so um, these aren't like every week, like I'd wish. But, you know, we're getting it done, right? It is what it is. It is what it is. Life happens. Y'all know. Speaking of life, how was your morning? Well, obviously, I'm late meeting for our you know, scheduled coffee that's recorded. <laughs> and so it was a little, it was a little rough. I texted you, as you know, but I'll tell others that want to, you know, listen in that I couldn't find my dog. Well, I now have two dogs. I We have I Co- Koa, that. tiny little Koa. Um, tiny. Tiny. He's a miniature or toy. The dad or mom. One's a miniature, one's a toy. Yorkie? Is it a Yorkie? When did you get another dog? Wait, you've had like a lot of dogs. When did you get this dog? Uh, Less, maybe a couple weeks ago. Oh my gosh. Did you not know this? You had no idea. We haven't met. Anyway. Yes, we have a Koa Beans. Koa Beans. Yes. So Hawaiian word Koa, it means warrior. Okay. And there's Kona coffee, Kona beans, there's Koa coffee. And so our son, Evan, is the only one that wanted beans. So, you know, Koa needed a middle Warrior name. Warrior beans. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's quite, it's quite funny. And then of course, having boys in the house, you've got coffee, beans, you're looking at what are beans inside of nuts or beans. And so now there's all these boy jokes about beans and nuts. And I don't know. <laughs> I just kind of let it go in one ear and out the other. Oh, so, no, it wasn't Koa okay. that we couldn't find. It was Daisy May. Daisy May. You always have a middle name for the dogs, don't yes. you? Yes. Well, same as children. Okay. I'd like to know what God's middle name is for me. Anyway, because what I was going to say was you scold your kids with their middle name, so you've got to have a middle name for the dog. But how can you say Koa beans and scold him and not laugh? So anyway, I couldn't find Daisy May. I was late coming in here. My coffee's a little cold, but I'll drink it because I couldn't find Daisy. So I told the girls, I'm like, look, I need you to get Daisy. I've got to go. Um, I'm meeting Angie, blah, blah, blah. And I go out back and there's Daisy. And I'm Daisy, you know, yelling at her, get in here. And she looks at me and her little Doggy way, giving me the finger, I guess. I don't know. She's a teenager. (laughs) Yes, she is. Even though she's had three litters of puppies. So maybe, I don't know. Bottom line, she wasn't listening. And I'm like, Daisy. And she still wouldn't listen. And she saw me. She knew I was talking to her. And she just kind of looked up in the sky. And I'm like, Lord, help me. I have to go. Help me. And I thought, okay, Lord, your word says... What? Still small voice, quiet, Mm -hmm. speaking truth and love. So I'm like, Daisy, come inside, you know, as sweet as could be. She ignored me, Mm. completely ignored me. And in that very moment, it was almost like God speaking to me and saying, I don't know how he exactly said it, but basically indicated that I do the same to him sometimes. Mm. He's, He's talking sweetly to you. Yes. And you're ignoring him. Yes. So Mm. I'm still processing that. And Allie came outside. She's like, Mom, it's because I'm like kind of crying. And she's like, Mom, it's it's okay. I'll get Daisy. You can go. And I'm like, thanks. So here I am. Well, when God really when he when he kind of gets personal with you and he teaches you one on one exactly what you need to hear. 
it it brings you to tears. It does because he just, you know, made it very personal. And he did. And sometimes it hurts and feels good at the same time. And sometimes it's just nice to know that daddy cares and he's helping to guide us and lead us and instruct us. It's that tough love. Yeah. And I think maybe I would be more scared if I didn't hear from him anymore because it would mean that I'm gone away further. Yeah. Not that he's left. Yeah. But it's the, that I've yeah. keep going down the wrong path. So there you go. So I, I kind of had a similar experience. I don't know if I, how deep of, of a conversation I want to have about this, but you know, I thought, you know, when you get married, everything's going to be so wonderful. And I went married a wonderful man. And sometimes we don't get along and it's tinky. And we just didn't get along last week. We had some problems and it was tough. Um, we did get through it. One of the things that we agreed upon earlier in our marriage was that we needed to touch. We needed to hold hands or hold each other in order to be able to connect. Because I put up walls whoom, really fast. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, sometimes I don't want that. But anyway, um, one of the things that happened was, um, you know, you have a conversation about finances. I ended up cutting up all my credit cards. I, I don't have a lot of credit cards. I have things like Maurice's and, you know, those kinds of store cards right. where I used them. But they were all zero. I mean, all of my credit cards are zero because I don't use them. I did before because I was building my credit and I paid them off right away. And I, I'm good about that. Well, he was thinking we're having all these money issues. It's because of your credit cards. I'm like, it's not because mm -hmm. they're all zero. Anyway, in the middle of the whole thing, I cut up my credit cards and it was I was mad. I was mad yeah. because I knew that it wasn't because of these. But I did it and I, I did it just, you know kind of begrudgingly. Right. <laughs> but later when I calmed down a bit and God said, you don't really need those. Actually, I think it was the Holy Spirit talking to me. I have learned that God has three voices. Mm. It's his, it's Jesus, it's Holy Spirit. Anyway, he said, you know, you don't really need those cards. You know, I'm here. And I was like, yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world that I cut up the cards. So... I had to go to God and, and get settled in him because that makes it easier for me to go and talk to Tom. And then Tom and I have been working through said things. But I just, I know it, it, when you get married, you're going to have times like these. Right. And it's good when, before you have the arguments to have a game plan on how you're going to fight. I mean, that's just the bottom line. How are we going to fight fair? And what are the things are we going to stay away from? I mean, our the guy that did premarital counseling with us made us write out communication rules. Interesting. Which I can't find because <laughs> I, I think one of the times when we were fighting, I hit him. <laughs> oh, no. I have a little bit of a rebellious spirit as we are talking about. Can't we just, I mean, I, my mom's dog is the exact same thing. I'm like, I get so mad because she's being straight up disobedient and... I'm like, hmm, that's me. <laughs> Sometimes that's me. But what a wonderful, gentle, loving God we have that he he just loves us through it. <laughs> he makes us better. So it doesn't feel so good, but it does make us better on this other side. It's that whole refining fire. Yes. Turning up the heat. Yes, for sure. I'm I'm processing all of this. I mean, as you're sharing, I'm like totally connecting. And I, th I think... 
I think we need to just, we as women, we as Christ followers need to just continue to dig in and deepen our relationships, not just with the Lord, but with each other Mm -hmm. and get through the fluff. Yeah. I, I was getting a several phone calls this morning from the YMCA. Apparently our membership we we pay annually instead of monthly. I, I don't like that monthly thing. It just it's an, it's annoying. So we just pay it in full. And so apparently the card that it was supposed to come out of um, had expired. So they called and I said, oh, no worries. You know, we changed banks. So we talked through all this. And she probably called me four times already this morning. And then on the way here, she called. And she's like, I'm new. I'm learning all this. Super sweet. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I feel like we should be new best friends. And immediately I thought, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of that. And I'm going to go in and introduce myself. And let's see where this relationship goes. Mm. So talking about just deep Connecting relationships. And I think when God, because God loves us, me so much and you so much that he wants us to clean house, Mm. refine all the things to give glory to him in our weakness Mm -hmm. so that we can share our story with others and start connecting more with others. Yes. Having girlfriends. I think we need to encourage each other. I mean, because we as gals have different needs. And one of them is we need to talk. And I don't know, we get each other. But don't turn it into a gossip bashing session. Yes, no bashing. You know, one of the things that we agreed on, Tom and I, one of the rules that we did, well, first of all, neither one of us will ever do a divorce. We don't talk about it. We don't, nothing. Non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. As mad as I can get at him, that's not going to happen. Because, first of all, I made a commitment. I made a covenant with him. Second of all, he is a really good man. I know his character. And that was one of the things that got me so mad in this argument was because he challenged my character. Mm. And it's like, don't you know who I am? I'm not, you know, previous episodes of other people. I am not that person. I am me. Remember my character. And that was one of the things that really upset me, which was my own trigger. But there are rules. You know, if you're going to get together with the gals, in, you have to encourage that other person. I, When I was, it was a long time ago when I was going through, um, I wasn't going through a divorce yet, um, but I was in a very abusive marriage. Mm. And um, I went to a gal who was a Christian and I told her, I mean, I, I hid all that was going on for so long until the Lord started showing me truth again. Because when you're in an abusive relationship, everything gets very gray Mm -hmm. and you don't realize what's going on because you're under so much stuff. Anyway, when I finally started to realize what was going on, I went to her and I said, this is what's happening. And she was so wise because she said to me, I, first of all, I will never counsel anybody that you should get divorced. But what he is doing is not right. And so you need to take safety measures to take care of you. And sometimes that looks like being away from each other for a certain amount of time and getting counseling so that you can establish rules to get back together. And I mean, she had some real wisdom there. And I appreciated that. And I and now being on the other side as a person who counsels others, I would probably say the same thing. First of all, divorce is not on the 
is not on the table at all. I mean, you have to be willing to work at this. This is going to take work. The problem is we have such great times, Tom and I. We have so much fun together. We love each other. We have, I mean, we're just great friends, which I've never had, by the way. I've never been like a best friend to somebody that I was married to. But anyway, this is awesome. But it's so smooth sailing that I forget that there's going to be hard times. And then they hit me so hard. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute. What happened to my, my, my wonderful, cuddly husband? Yeah. So oftentimes, do you find that hard times in a marriage or in a relationship, it doesn't necessarily have to be a marriage, but marriage or relationship. Um, okay, I'm going to go there. How often do you find... Bum, bum, bum. It's you. Yeah, it's always me. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, so I'm not the I only recognize, one. I recognized my triggers and I recognize his triggers. And as a matter of fact, when this got started, started it was one of his triggers. And I, I looked at him and I said, wait a minute. Hold on. I just triggered you. And I need to know what I just said, because I can tell that was something that affected you. But it affected him so deeply he couldn't talk about it. And so, and then it, it, yeah, we didn't handle it well after that because actually we stopped talking about it until the next day. And he even said to me at the, at the, you know, when we were talking it through and stuff, he said, I should know better not to go to sleep mad. Right. Because that's what I did. I went to sleep mad and I said, I was trying to talk to you. And he goes, I know, I know. And I have to stick to what I said. I'm never going to go to sleep mad. And he did. But anyway. Not to fault him. I don't fault him for any of it. Him and I have things to work through, and we've only been together for two years. It's not like we've been together years and years and years and years and years. No, 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 no. But back up. Schmidt and I have been married almost 26 and a half years, and we still have things. So. Oh, okay. So I'm going to always have this? That's great encouragement. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But I think you learn to fight fair better, don't you? Please tell me you do. I don't know what. I don't know what fighting fair means. I honestly, I'm trying to comprehend that. What does it mean? All I, all I know is I have come to a place in my marriage where I need to start taking ownership mm. for things that have happened and continue to happen instead of continuing to play, play the blame game. Mm, That's yes. been a very recent um, development, you know. And it's not fake news. (laughs) A recent development is I just need to take ownership for my own, you know, fill in the blank. I think that's true in all relationships. We have our side. We have our triggers. We have our preconceived ideas. Oh, I got a word for you. Okay. It's actually two words that we've been studying. We've been doing a biblical, biblical counseling course. If I can say that right. It's two things. First of all, inner vows. And the second one is bitter root judgments. When we go through trauma in our lives, we make an inner vow. And this is ah. something that we've learned about is that when we make an inner vow, we are refusing to bless ourselves because we are holding ourselves to this negative vow. So for instance, if you are a young child and you're abused by a man, you're going to always believe that men are not trustworthy. That's an inner vow that you need to break. And so... I have learned from doing this study on inner vows and bitter root judgments. We have learned, I should say, because it's Tom and I, that a lot of what happens is something that's an inner vow we've made and that we need to break that. Now, a bitter root judgment is when 
we refuse to let other people bless us because we have made a judgment about that person. So there's no there's no relationship because you're stuck with this judgment. I'm holding a judgment against you. Okay, my judgment against you might be that you never listened to me. What? <laughs> Come on. I'm trying to be serious. Sorry, I know. So this is the point. So if you if I make a bitter root judgment about you, then there's no connection. There's no way that we're going to be able to build a relationship. Those are two things that are super important in a relationship. Doesn't matter what the relationship is, is you got to get rid of those inner vows and those bitter root judgments. And I mean, we can really go into a lot of detail about this. This is but, heavy. But when you say it all starts with us, that's exactly where it starts is an inner vow. And if you really think about it, you know, you probably have made a lot of inner vows that you didn't realize you were making. Yeah, I'm sure I have. So not that's why I'm like, this is heavy because I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. I, and that's where I'm at, too. I mean, we had to sit down and actually go through these whole statements and circle the ones that we have as an inner vow. Like, I'm never going to love again. Or I'm not going to get close to anybody because they always hurt me. These are things that are vows that we've made in our lives. If I do that, then this is going to happen or whatever. We make our own vows. So those carry on into our relationships and especially in our marriage. I think that's probably one of the things that that snowballed our arguments. Yes, he had a trigger of something he's experienced. Uh, we had to then deal with the bitter root judgments and the and the vows, inner vows that we've made, because I was like, you know, why why did I get married again? <laughs> you right, know, in the midst right. of it all, which is not true. But you have these, you have these inner vows. Like they tried to come up, they they tried to rear their ugly head with me, and I. I just said, no, I'm not, I'm not going down that route. Right. And I thank God that he gave me enough wherewithal to say that. Because as soon as you stop, when you're in the middle of an argument with your spouse, as soon as you stop and say, not today, Satan, I'm not letting you do this to our marriage. This is it. You need to go in Jesus name. Right. It seems to get better after that when you tell the guy he's got to go. Right. Because that's what it is. He looks for just the slightest little crack to get into a marriage. And that's... Yeah, not going to let that happen. Not so with, is this a book series? Is this a class you're taking? It's a class I'm taking. It's on biblical counseling. Is it online? Is it in person? We, well, yes. It, we go to Columbus every Monday for this. And we're going to be doing this until the spring when we graduate. And um, sometimes when we are having a tight schedule, we will Zoom in. But we like to be in class because it's more interactive. And so it's been really good. Been really good. Is it through your, like, how can someone like me you do, can do something it. like this? You just got to wait till next September when it starts, because it goes from September to May. Really? But she does it every year. Okay. Yeah. It's really, really good. And there are some people who are outside of the state who are doing this, but the last five weeks are practicum. So you have to be in person because we actually take all the counseling stuff we've learned and do it on each other. Ooh. And all the homework is all us. So we're learning about inner vows and bitter root judgments. We have to go in and identify those in ourselves. It's like spiritual surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, it's no just wonder, where God brought us. No wonder that maybe there's been some, you know, Strife. conflict. <laughs> yeah. Because we're all digging up old things. 
Well, but yeah. you know what? But you know when you shine light on something, it can't hold you anymore. So the more that we are studying it when we're not in a fight, right. we can expose it and get rid of it that we don't have it use we don't use it anymore. Oh, look. <laughs> so so we had to take a quick pause because my husband walked in. <laughs> Which was so funny because I said, "Well, we're talking about you and me and, you know, what we went through and you want to sit down and defend yourself." <laughs> Which he did. He sat right down. He did. He was willing. He understands the inner vows and bitter root judgments because this class that we're taking is not his first time going through this class. And so he already knows all the information. He's just really doubling down on it this time. That's awesome. Anyway, but he had to leave again. So we're not, he doesn't have to defend himself. He's a wonderful man. And he said, love you before he left to both of us. He did. He does. He does love us. He does love people. He's just a lover, not a fighter. Though he does fight pretty hard too. <laughs> so besides that. Well, you said something earlier about a fair fight. I'm I'm really still trying to think through that. The only thing I can think of is over the years being able to understand to say, I feel this way when yeah, this happens. That's a rule. A fair fight is when you have established rules before you get to the fight. So that using I statements is one of ours as well, that we say an I statement. One of the other things that's on our communication thing is that we are open and listening to how that person feels and the things that they're saying. So we, we have to make a conscious, intentional effort to listen to what the person is saying and acknowledge that they have these feelings. Now, I can do that. Tom's not so good at that because he's trying to correct me at the same time. <laughs> so he doesn't believe that these feelings are real. He's like, these are just stupid things that you're you're thinking right now. Mm. Stinking thinking is what he says. Yes. Yeah. And I understand it's stinking thinking, but it is what I feel, whether it's stinking thinking or not. It's still a feeling that you have at the moment and needs to be acknowledged. And sometimes that's a really hard rule to follow. Um, the not going to bed mad is a rule. Knowing that the other person has this character. You know what I mean? I know his character and he's a very strong, loving man who wouldn't hurt anybody, including me. And I know that he loves me. And so we have to remember the character. And when they're not acting the way the character is going on, then there's something going on with him. You know what I mean? If somebody's acting like what's not their character, then you got to dig a little deeper. Like what's going on? What's bothering you? What trigger did I just hit? You know what I mean? Right. No, that makes sense. So those are the things about fighting fair. You got to establish the rules ahead of time, but then you have to commit to actually following the rules when you're in the fight. <laughs> Wouldn't it just be easier if there was no fighting allowed? It would be. <laughs> but then how do we grow? I mean, I honestly, don't we grow every time? I mean, yeah. when he walked in, I said, hey, we're talking about our fight. And he looks at you and said, couples fight. Yeah. And you said, yeah, I'm 26 years in and we fight. Yeah. And it's true. Um, but I guess I, I talk about all of this stuff with you um, because you are my confidant. But also, there's probably somebody that's listening that struggles in their marriage. And they're like, what the heck am I supposed to do? Well, you know, establish some rules for yourself that you're going to dig into God's word. You're going to listen to him more. You're going to always say how you feel and... You know, I'm just, you gotta. Well, sometimes it's even just, yes, taking ownership for your own 
you know, again, fill in the blank. I would like to talk to somebody like your parents on this who've been married much longer than either one of us. And how do they get through it now that they've been, you know, how many years have your parents been married? Oh, gosh. 55, maybe? Yeah, something like that. So what have they learned? That's a good question. But I can promise you they are still learning. Like, I know it. Ah. Sure, you never stop. Yeah. You never stop. You know, God did create us as individuals. Mm -hmm. And we're not always going to be the same on the same page, I suppose. It makes me sad, to be quite frank. There are other people I know that have been married 30, 40, 50 plus years, and I don't see change or growth. That's what makes me sad. I see my parents in their own personal life, but even in their marriage, still have growth. Yeah. So I think that's... That is true. The secret sauce. But you know, how do you grow? You get into the mud. Yeah, you have to be willing. Yeah. So I guess there is a blessing to not getting along. And I guess if you're not married, this is going to be good for relationships in general. You know what I mean? You have to establish rules with any kind of relationship. Right. And it comes from us. Bottom line of the whole conversation, it starts with us. So what are we going to do to make ourselves better? And to follow what God says, where he says, you know, love others, because that's what shows that we're his disciple. Man. Mm, Man. There's still a lot to think about and process. Yeah, there is. But that's kind of how my week went. Besides that, you know, new grandbaby. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's doing well. Yay. And my daughter, she needs lots of prayer, because she's just had a few little hiccups here and there, and... Okay. He's had a few hiccups here and there, but not real hiccups, but you know, other things. Right, right, right. But I just, um, I'm thankful that God gives us an opportunity to grow even in that. Like we're growing as grandparents as well. Right. Not just in number. Right. (laughs) Uh, So looking ahead with you, we got some things that are coming up as we are in November We've got Thanksgiving that we're going to talk about next time around. And then we've got the holidays. And I've got some, you know, really straight questions for you with the holidays. Because I know that you get into the holidays just a little bit. I am very sad because all my Christmas stuff is still in the attic. I haven't gotten it out yet. My Evan is listening to Christmas music already he goes I am ready mom and so I've got to get going I've got to get going so those are on podcasts in the future so just so you can prepare your little mind for what's to come okay (laughs) all right you're so funny all right everybody I hope you have a wonderful week and uh, just remember the things that we talked about starts with you so go fix yourself (laughs) and we'll start fixing ourselves too absolutely bye see ya Rise of Hemp Podcast Network.